welcome to another edition of Lockdown Thoughts with Sean and G. My name's Sean. I'm joined by my good friend G. And tonight it is Wednesday evening here in Australia, and we're going to be talking about all things COVID relationships. We're going to talk about relationships starting and ending during COVID. It might get a bit awkward. It might get a bit interesting, or it might just be a bit boring for all those tuning in. I know we've got a few buddies that are on the farm listening as they're in their tractors doing their work, and um, there's a couple other guys I know that uh, are listening in while they're doing their their morning admin. Um, so, g'day to you. G, how are you going? How's things? How is Wednesday treating you? Happy g'day, mate. I'm feeling very relaxed. I've just watched the sunset um, from the front front porch, and I can see over the left on the on the mountains where the sun sets, and I can just see the top of the ocean on the right, and it's a beautiful orange colour today. And I'm sipping on uh, a Santa Julia Malbec Argentinian drop. Mm. Mm. I can't complain at all. What have you got today? Well, mate, I'm on Taylor's. Uh, it's the Pinot Noir sparkling. Um, sparkling wine that I'm on this evening, and it is going down so smooth. Um, we got that bottle because uh, we had a little bit to celebrate this past week, um, which was which was a nice thing. And now uh, I thought, well, while I have a bit of a chat to my good mate G, I'll have another glass. Um, but the Argentinian dropped the Malbec. Uh, shout out to a couple of my friends, Nacho and Carbe, two good friends of mine from Argentina. Um that would be very impressed, mate, that you're on the Malbec this evening. We are going to be talking about all things COVID relationships. And, gee, I know this is a bit of an awkward one for, for some of us. Um, I don't have a lot uh, that I can really add to the conversation, I don't think. But a little birdie told me that you may have a story or two up your sleeve, but we'll get to those shortly. Um, and we'll also talk about the trends involved with COVID relationships. We'll have a bit of a chat about um what the stats are telling us because it's uh, it's really interesting covid's really pre- pre- uh, presented its, uh, itself as an opportunity for some to get bunkered down and and spend a few more intimate moments with their with their loved one and and for others it's been maybe the push that they were needing in terms of ending a relationship um we know that there's many people having covid babies which is really interesting uh, there's a good good chunk of our friends have had had babies during covid um, and it's, I guess, the restrictions, the, the COVID restrictions have made dating quite difficult with the likes of having to wear masks and restaurants need, not being opened and socially distancing and all the rest and, and what have you. But, gee, I'm going to first ask you, in terms of COVID relationships, when I, when I put that out there, when I say COVID relationships in the Coffs Coast, what are you noticing when you look around the streets? You go for your bike ride, or you go down for your for your coffee. What's the vibe like? Yeah, fair uh, fair question. Look, initially, um, initially, we we weren't hit as hard as as uh, you know Western Sydney and Sydney where you are, and, and other metropolitan areas. So there was a little period where you had stay at home orders, and then things opened up. And when things were open, which is when I around the time I moved back, you know things were quite normal. Everyone was still out and about and I could see there was, you know, plenty of people in bars and restaurants and it carrying on as normal. But in this more recent, I guess, since the, the turn of the new year and, and the on and off lockdowns, I can see it's, it's quite hard to get out and about and expanding on dating to even more, you know, just socialising, I guess. It's really hard to, to get out and, 
and be with mates and be with friends and go out and meet people. So, yeah, especially in this current lockdown now, um, which is the complete other end to where things were and stay-at-home orders. Um, so some of the stuff that I've I've seen and heard is, is quite interesting. So when I think of dating during COVID and I think of relationships, I think how it must be so difficult. I'm one of the fortunate ones or maybe – depends which side of the fence you're sitting, right? But um, I'm in a, a committed relationship, you'd say, and, and so things haven't really changed pre- and post-COVID for me. But I've got a, a good range of friends who – pre-COVID were, were going through the, the the dating scene and, and going, you know, jumping through the hoops to to, to meet people and have a date and, and do all the things you do, particularly with uh, online dating and, and what have you. But as soon as COVID hit and the lockdowns hit, I just thought how challenging that must be because, you know, the old saying, like, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Um, when you bring in a five-kilometre rule – that sea becomes very small. It almost becomes like, I don't know, <laughs> the, the Black Sea or something like that. You know, it's it's pretty tough. Like all of a sudden, the the, the fish, you're going from, oh, you know, I've got barramundi and broom and snapper and whiting, and all of a sudden, oh, all we've got here is flathead. Like it must be tough for people that all of a sudden um, their particular pond that they were fishing in has become quite smaller overnight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It has it has changed the way things are done, and I think going back to um, you know hobbies hobbies in COVID, which I think was episode episode three, uh, where you went from fishing with a rod to spear fishing. Um, mm. I think that's probably what dating is like in Sydney, where there's yeah. no questions struck. So instead of just sticking your rod out there and seeing what's out there, you've actually got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no puns or euphemisms intended at all. But uh, if you were a fish, what fish would you be? Jeez. <laughs> I'd be a big fish. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to go for tuna fish. <laughs> You'd be a big tuna, wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, quick question. Quick question. Yeah. This um, something came across came across my plate today, being the big human that I am. Um, <laughs> Singles bubbles in Sydney? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. So when they um when this when they realised this lockdown, this current lockdown was going to last a while, um they thought, oh, what about all those people that are on their own and maybe they don't necessarily live with their loved one? I mean, you got to remember that most of the pollies there they're Christians, so they just assume everyone gets married before they start bonking. But for for you know out in the real world. Um, you know, that's not really the way things work. So a lot of people these days as well choose in the early stages of relationships or even several years in that they don't want to necessarily live with their their other half, um, which is fair enough. That's their call. Um, you know, we're, it's, it's a modern world. It's the 21st century. But mm. the thing that the, uh, the pollies figured out was in terms of mental health and well-being that maybe these rules are preventing people from being able to have social and emotional interactions with their other half. So they decided that you could have um, a, a rule, basically, um, even if you were single, so even if you weren't dating somebody else, that you were able to nominate someone. doesn't matter who they are. You can nominate someone who is allowed to enter your house and vice versa um, during COVID. So there was a real fear that people would not have human to human contact for maybe months on end. So they brought in this bubble. It's sort of like a little nomination thing. You have to you have to say who you who you're uh, 
who your bubble partner is going to be, and and they're the one that, that they're allowed to come over to your house and keep you company, um, play FIFA, watch movies, rub each other's backs, whatever you get up to. Um, <laughs> that's the way it works, and I reckon that's something that you don't have up on the Coffs Coast just yet. <laughs> no, 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 we don't, we don't. But I did see that um, there's been an uptick in. So I'm sure you're familiar with the term Netflix Watch Party, um, which is basically the virtual version of going to the cinemas. So you you watch the, the same movie at the same time on Netflix. And uh, hold, it's on. Cool. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me get this right. I hate going to the movie cinema, like the, to the cinema. Because there's always some jackass that says something and pisses me off. And you're saying that people are actively signing up to watching TV or a movie with other people. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. It's not. There's not. Uh, are they strangers? Are they, is it just random, <laughs> or you choose who you want to? <laughs> there's not a number of seats available, and it's like you know the first twenty in you get to watch this movie at seven thirty. It doesn't work like that. So it's just two people or. You know, oh. not necessarily too, but you have to have a login to get in, and, and you know, it's like entering a, it's like entering a private, a private viewing, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's something that's taken off during COVID times. But the singles bubble, the idea you've got to nominate one person that's allowed to come and spend time with you, you don't have that just yet. No, haven't had anything like that up here. Um, but as I said, things were quite normal for the vast majority of the time on the Coffs Coast. Obviously, in, the, in this current lockdown, that's impacted the whole of regional New South Wales, um, with, with the radius being five kilometres from home. Uh, it's only now that we're really seeing the struggles that you've had down there in Sydney. Would you find it easy picking picking one person that could come over? <laughs> Jeez, fair question. <laughs> uh, like, look, it doesn't. I'm not saying it has to be someone from the other the other sex. I'm just saying, like, if you had to pick a friend, you, you're you're a social kind of guy. If you were living on your own and you could only pick one person, I mean, you pick the person. Then what about if they give you the shits after the first visit? Then you can't. Yeah, what do you do? True. Yeah. It's 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 quite um. Yeah, it doesn't leave your options open, does it? Not at all. So you'd be the tuna fish, the 95 kilo tuna. Um, <laughs> And we, we kind of agree that the, the whole idea of dating during COVID gets a little bit more difficult because you've got less fish in the sea. Um, what about the idea of, let's say you you snag a fish and, you know, they've had a little nibble. They've, they've, they've had a bite. They're on the hook, uh, but you haven't really quite reeled it in yet. And you go on for that first date and you can't take them out to the cinemas. You can't take them to a restaurant. Your options are limited. Where do you take a first date while you're in lockdown? Yeah, that's um, that's a problem among many, and maybe it could be a problem among some of our listeners. Who knows? But uh, what I have do we, seen, do we have listeners? Shout we out do. to the listeners. We do. Okay, we got listeners. I take it back. Yeah, yeah. From from um, from episode one to where we are now, we've we've come a long way, Sean. Eh? Something to to sit back and and be proud of. But at the moment, our listeners want to know what they do if they need to take someone on a date. So more important <laughs> that is to address. Um, yeah, look, I had I had a look at this, and there's been an up, like a, an upswing in in areas where you probably never 
ever would have ever looked before. And like like we said, the virtual movie day, you know, Netflix watch party. Um, have you heard of blind Zoom dating, Sean? Have you heard I, of that? I have not. Mate, <laughs> I, I spend most of my day, and there's a lot of people like me, they spend all of their day in bloody Zoom meetings. The idea that then you go on a blind Zoom date after work, that that's the nightmare for me. That's not a first date. But tell me, what is what are the what's this blind Zoom dating? Well, I'm sure you've all seen like like movies. And I just remember that Seinfeld episode of Kramer on on a sp- on speed dates where you're in a room and there's like seven, eight tables and you just go <laughs> to the other in like five, you know, five minutes. But um, the website that's running these, um, and I'll get more into it when we investigate the trend a bit later on, but um, they they make you sit there for 30 minutes and you can't see the other person unless you both agree to reveal what each other looks like. Just think about that for a second, talking to a little blank screen. <laughs> but So you are conversing with them, you just can't see what they look like. Yeah, yeah, so you're talking. You're talking and it's like you, you know you've got 30 minutes but you can't see them what do you reckon the success rate is of long-lasting relationships from people that um start dating during one of those reality tv shows yeah well doesn't that you, you often see like things in in like magazines and newspapers like a month two months after the show and then it kind of dies off doesn't it and you only really hear about things unless they're i guess dramatic and people call it off after a year like that love is blind show on netflix that's a show what is very much built on you know uh, first first meetings and not really knowing the person and the success rate's quite low i just think there's so many of them out there um farmer wants a wife um the the other ones to Love Island and The Bachelor. I want to know, like, if if anyone has the numbers out there, or if anyone follows these shows religiously, I don't watch any of them, and I want to know, do any of them stay in the relationship that they they finish up on on the show with? That's what I want to know. That that that's for the listeners tonight. Um, gee, what do you reckon? So so what are the dating options? So you, other than the Zoom blind dating. Um, and the watch parties. What else have you got? Well, this is like, this is going back, but I was thinking about how things were done, you know, growing up. And do you remember, um, and I know in the last episode we used real names, but with this story I'll have to use fake names. (laughs) But do you remember (laughs) you and I, so you obviously grew up in Emerald Beach, and we went to a, I think it was a 10th birthday party somewhere in Emerald Beach. Just while we're on Emerald Beach, just a quick shout out to um, I know uh, we got a message from Lisa Nichols, uh, who is the publisher of the Whoopi News paper. Uh, shout out to Lisa, Emerald Beach local that she is. Gee, back over to you. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lisa, Whoopi, Whoopi News magazine, saying she gave us a listen. Thanks very much, Lisa. Um, yeah, so we were at this tenth birthday party, and it it's, gets towards the end of the night. So you know, you're all you're high on candy, soft drink. Um, you're buzzing yeah. it's like it's like 8:30, and you know you're getting picked up at nine so you've got like 30 minutes left and there's only the cool kids left at the party so to speak um and there's me you there's the birthday boy um and um there's i think there was three or four other 
other girls there, and we decided to play spin the bottle. Yep, come on. So we're in, you know, we're in this like little room. And we've got like an empty bottle, which was a Coke bottle, by the way. Shout out to Coke. I'm paid plug. <laughs> Um, Everyone gets a bloody plug on this show. <laughs> yeah. And, like, me and you were, like, we, we were, like, we were best mates in every sense of, of best mates. So we actually sat next to each other knowing that there was only four girls that we could potentially, you know, mack on with. And, um, so we're playing, we're playing spin the bottle, and <laughs> the bottle goes to said, said uh, well, let's, let's say um, tomorrow. So the bottle goes to, um, <laughs> which you know, being was was like a deep crush of mine at the time. It was like that was, you know, I'd move heaven and earth to hold Tamara's oh, hand in the canteen line. You know what I mean? Like that's that's where it was. And then the bottle's spinning, and I'm really excited. I was just I was just like, it's gonna land on me. You know, it's a sign. It's a sign from above. And the bottle stops on you. <laughs> And I'm looking at you like, obviously you're not, you're like, you know, you're not going to do this. We're we're loyal. We've been together since kindergarten. <laughs> um, and then I would proceed to watch you jump over and and uh, give Tamara a, a big old schnob, <laughs> and then come back and sit down. And I was dirty, man. I was real, real dirty. And the game carries on. And then you know, there's you know, there's, there's kissing left, right, and center. I haven't picked. I haven't been picked yet. Well, the bottle hasn't chosen me, I should say. Uh, and then the bottle chooses me all of a sudden. And it's like, all right, I'm up. Here we go. And we've been playing for a long, like a long time. And it's like almost nine o'clock when everyone's getting picked up. So we're a bit on edge, you know, where we're looking out for cars and parents' cars and that sort of thing. Anyway, the bottle spins and it lands on tomorrow. So it's, um, you know, man tomorrow. But I was just, I, I really... I was really in this zone where I was disgusted that Tamara had kissed you already. And um, <laughs> and then a car started coming around the driveway. So not only was I disgusted with you, I was also shit scared of my mum. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously being a, a, a brown kid, <laughs> you know, it was, um, you know, it was, everything was off limits. And so a car turns into the drive. It's, it's me and Tamara. I'm not really keen because you've already, you know, you've already kissed her. So I, I backed out. <laughs> and, and nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> nothing happened there. And that got me thinking, like, you can't even spin the bottle these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another wild ride from G. Yeah, look, Tamara, she's she's the kind of girl that you would uh... – in the canteen line, you'd, you'd you'd pass up your Leamington just so you could hold hands with Tamara. She was she was something else, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I was fixated on her for the best part of primary school. Um, and when we got to the when we got to the final straight, um, I just I buckled, I buckled with the neck. <laughs> it happens to the best of us, mate. Yeah. And then that um, carried on, and I was thinking, you know, what, look, what's happening? Well, to answer your question, what's going on? Um, you know, how do, how do you do things? And so I was, I was looking into a few things and um, the app Hinge. So you've heard of, obviously, you've heard of the movie Hitch. Um, yeah. So Hinge is built on the back of that. They had an upswing in 40% uh, in users 
over the past 12 months. And I'm going to ask you a question, Sean. What were you doing on March 29 this year? March 29 of this year? It was a Monday night. Well, it was a Monday. Was that when you came down for a visit? No, no. Trust me, the answer is nothing. <laughs> the answer is nothing. But apparently, around the world, three billion people swiped on Tinder that day, and it's a world record. Oh, well done, world. <laughs> so for us, that's a Monday night. So I'm not sure what happened on that day. But for the rest of the well, the majority of the rest of the world. So you're talking North America and, and Europe. It's a Sunday, Sunday night. Three billion people were swiping. And I think that that really gives you the height of COVID and what it's done. That on one day, three billion people were swiping on Tinder. <laughs> like even if you get yourself a, a match, then you've got to work out where you're going to go on the date. And I know like Melbourne's had it really tough, right? Melbourne's had more lockdowns than anywhere else. And the extended lockdowns, I don't know how many lockdowns they've had, but let's say it's the best part of six. And last year's lockdown went from about four months and and now they're in another lockdown now that's been going for a month and probably go for a bit longer um but a good good friend of ours um we'll call him kevin who's down in melbourne uh he's one of these guys as you've mentioned he's one of the three billion that's swiping on tinder and he got himself a, a match and then all of a sudden you got to work out oh shit so i've got a match and now they want me to come up with a date like what the hell do i do and they worked out basically where they were both living and they've got the five-kilometre radiuses in um, in Melbourne at the time. And they worked out there was one park that bordered both of their, their 5K radiuses. So they decided that they would meet up at this park and have their first date on a, on a park bench that was 1.5 metres apart and they would uh, they'd have the first date. And they had to wear masks, of course, and um, they've they've turned up, and and Kevin he's he sat down on the park bench, and the dates arrived. They're both wearing masks. It's in daylight as well, um, and they're they're sitting down. And and Chris he's you know he's a bit bold old uh, old. Uh, I've called I've called him the wrong name, haven't I, G? Old old Kevin. No, no, let's brush past that, Kevin. So Kevin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He sat down on the bench. Um, what the Taylor's Pinot Noir does to you, mate. Uh, but Kevin, he sat down on the bench and he's worked up the courage and he's lowered the mask and revealed his face. <laughs> and he's waiting for his date to do the same thing. And make this, make of this as you will, but the date opted against lowering her mask. Ooh. That tells me one of two things. Either she's not liking what she's seeing across the park bench, or number two, she's intimidated by the good looks of Kevin. <laughs> Gee, what do you reckon it was? Look, I know Kevin. <laughs> and I'm ruling out number two with all due respect to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I think that that that's a that's a real concern. You know, and that goes back to the um, that speed dating where you can only reveal yeah. on something. You know, what if what if they say, yeah, okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? Go, and then they don't reveal themselves, but you reveal yourself. 
And then they saw sure. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? Um, <laughs> safe to say there wasn't a second date for old Kevin, but uh, nonetheless, uh, he's more of an evening kind of guy. He's more like a, you know, a, a dimly lit room having a, a, a nice cocktail. Um, Trying to be in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the Kevin we know. Now, moving ahead, it is time for everyone's favourite segment. It is time for investigating the trend. And, gee, you touched on a couple of the trends that are emerging during COVID and in particular with relationships. But what have you got for us this week? Yeah, yeah. I said I'd come back to what I was talking about. And we we talked about Hinge, which is a dating app there that had an uptick of, um, I think it was around 40% or something like that. Now, I'm going to link back and you, you asked me what my dream job was during the career change episode, which was episode one. And I sort of said it'd be something rewarding. And you said you'd like that too. And yours might be something like, you know, if it wasn't sport, it might be something like fishing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that conversation? I remember it well. It was episode two, actually, for those that are going back in the back catalogue. Oh, thanks for correcting. Yeah, look, I said I'd like to do something rewarding. And during checking out what's happening in on the dating and relationship and socialising scene, I found my dream job, Sean. It's, oh, it's, what is it? It's out there. It's new. And mm. it's something that... Is, is it a, controversial? A little bit. You know, mm. a little bit. It's a new... Is it risque? <laughs> uh, have you heard of the term bay maker? Excuse me? Bay maker (laughs) so during the height during the height of lockdown in the u.s people were struggling you know with what we're talking about they were struggling meeting people they were struggling to go on dates but they really were were you know missing that interaction with other humans and this this app came about it was called quarantine bay Okay, so we all know what Bay is. You know, there's terms like vacation, um, th- things like that are already out there. But Quarantine Bay was basically a virtual matchmaking service. So instead of being a matchmaker, you're a Bay maker. And I think that would be the most rewarding role right now in current times to be able to match people. And basically what what Quarantine Bay it's kind of like Hitch, really, which is what I was talking about earlier. It's kind of like the movie. And so Quarantine Bay essentially hooks you up with other people who are going through the same thing you are, and it's all online, it's all virtual, and it just gives you the opportunity to connect. Now, there's a good chance that your your good parents might be listening. And in episode <laughs> two, you mentioned that by doing something good, something rewarding – you you mentioned blueberry farming. You've come a long way. It's now <laughs> we're a few episodes later, and now you want to be quarantine bay. You want to be the bay maker. The bay, the bay. I want to be Australia's first bay maker. And I, you know, I picture the the movie Hitch, and I, you know, and what Will Smith did there. But I don't know if that's how it looks in real life. <laughs> it sounds like you've listened to. One too many repeats of Get Jiggy With It, and uh, (laughs) this is the career for you now. Um, Well, thanks for investigating the trend. The other things that I found really interesting is the sheer number of people pushing prams now. Uh, I've got the best part of four friends that have had babies during COVID, 
And maybe it's just the fact that they're getting old as you know what. Or maybe it's because when you're stuck in lockdown, there's not much else to do than to reproduce. So what do you reckon, G? Do you reckon babies are on the rise? Yeah, yeah, corona babies are out there. For sure. It's um it's a good time. You know, you're stuck at home, you've already made that initial step in life, so why not take the plunge? Mm. There's a few other stories that have uh, come into us on social media. Um, a few stories, you know, really heartbreaking ones of when uh, the, the border restrictions came into play and and we've had some relationships break up because of people deciding to leave Australia because they weren't uh, permanent residences or c- citizens and they decided to go back to their home countries. And obviously that's pretty difficult. And we're a couple of years down the track now. Um, it's a long time to have a long-distance relationship. So we know that there's a lot of pain out there as well for, for people like that. Um, you know, we also know that there's a lot of people that uh, have missed the boat, G. This is another one I wanted to raise with you. People that have uh, that were thinking about breaking up with their significant other, uh, they were living together, and then all of a sudden lockdown comes into play and they've missed their chance. The boat has set sail. They are <laughs> stuck. What do you say to these people? I've actually got a similar story where they actually set sail on a boat and now they're stuck because they've got nowhere to dock and they've You're been kidding. broken for three months. It was on the same same uh, quarantine bay scenario. You can tell I've investigated this quite a bit. So, but, I um, hope so. Yeah, so they're stuck. So I guess you've got to really, really think about who would you want to quarantine with? Who would you like to be stuck with? And if the answer to that is is no, you're in trouble. Old saying, you know, pick your battles. I think it's more than that. It's 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 pick who you're going to have the battle with. I reckon in terms yeah. of COVID, because imagine being on a boat, you're stuck out, and you've got nowhere to dock, and uh, it's just you and one other person. At what point do you decide to jump in and, and start swimming? Not for you, <laughs> mate. We know you can't dive to save your life. We know that's what you're in. Um, but what a tricky situation, and we know there's a lot of people out there as well. So. By all means, we know it's tough trying to date and trying to find a new relationship, but uh, it's also pretty challenging for people who are in existing relationships and things haven't really panned out just as they may have liked. Gee, we've got time for some closing thoughts of your own. Uh, This episode, of course, Lockdown Thoughts, it's been all about COVID relationships. Any final points from you? Yeah, look, I think from what everything I've seen, expanding again expanding on on just dating and and relationships in general and socializing you really got to make the most of of uh when you can't get out and see people and unfortunately in regional new south wales that's a bit tough but uh i think in signing off i'll agree with you mate pick your battles wisely it has been lockdown thoughts with sean and g this episode is covid relationships Uh, make sure you like subscribe uh, do all the things you can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. It's been an absolute pleasure, G. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Looking forward to next week. Ciao.